0: This is the Critical Conversations Podcast, a KPOV special project developed to feature unique perspectives and the courage it takes to go there, challenge mundane thought, and question the norm.
1: Good morning, Melissa and Darian, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of The Point.
0: Good morning. Thanks so much for having us.
1: Thank you for your time. You know... We like to be on top of things here at the Wednesday Point, and we just got a uh, breaking news report about Habitat for Humanity. Fill us in.
0: Yes, thank you so much for asking. We're really excited about this. Um, Earth Advantage has awarded our affiliate, Ben Redmond Habitat, two awards for this year. So we won the award for the most net zero homes and the project of the year. So Earth Advantage Awards, they um, are awarded to builders across the state of Oregon for builders that exceed requirements for energy efficiency. And these were both for our project that we finished last year called our Northwest Cottages. And they're our first net zero community, which means that all the energy costs are offset by the energy efficiencies that we put in the project, like solar panels, um, airtight ceiling and and lots of other efficiencies so we're really proud of this and and really grateful to earth advantage
1: well congratulations so first of all melissa although you were featured in one of kpov's critical conversations recently this is our first time chatting with you give us the reader's digest version of your position with habitat
0: yes um, my position is the director of grants management so I write all the grants for our affiliate. Um, it's a lot of work, but it's very fulfilling. But in any nonprofit, um, your job is far beyond your title. So I do a lot of other things, um, all fundraising and community building. And it's a really great place to work, especially in this climate of the really incredible housing crisis in our community.
1: And on your turn. Tell us about your background. We've chatted with your predecessor, Robin Engel, several times on the point, but now we'd like to get to know you.
2: Definitely. Um, So my background um, has been a bit varied. I started out working with nonprofits, um, worked with the Race and Pedagogy Initiative in Washington, and then with Amnesty International overseas. Um, most of my work was advocacy-based. Um, I did some fundraising, uh, then worked um, heading a sales team uh, for a jewelry store, which was completely different.
1: Um, that, that's quite a change of careers.
2: It, I needed a change for a moment. Um, I had been working with refugees, and that was uh, somewhat difficult, but... Um, I came on to Habitat in the last year and absolutely love it. I love everyone that I work with. It's incredibly fulfilling. And I just um, feel so grateful to work in a place where I really believe in the mission and really believe in everyone's uh, everyone here.
1: Speaking of the mission, let's start with the basics. Share with us the mission of Habitat for Humanity.
0: Yeah, so Habitat for Humanity was founded on the notion that everyone deserves a safe, secure, affordable place to live. Housing is a basic human right. Um, and so Habitat works really hard with low to moderate income families to prepare them for a mortgage. The mortgage is based on their income, so it's never more than 33% of their income. And then Darian and I have the incredible job of fundraising for the difference between what the family can afford and the cost of the house. So right now, Darian and I are fundraising you're not going to believe it, but it's it's legit. $325,000 per family, we fundraise. And so truly, we have a really big job. And thankfully, we live in a really big community that is very, very supportive. So Habitat has been in Central
2: Oregon since 1989. And Bend Habitat merged with the Redmond one in
0: 2019. So what's been going on since inception? That is such a great question. So when we merged with the Redmond affiliate, we were thrilled because it really doubles our reach and we're able to build homes now in Bend and in Redmond. Just this year, we celebrated our 200th family that we've given keys to, which is a huge milestone. We're actually now at 209 families. So we are building more homes. And this year we have built... 26 homes so far in just this year. We've never reached that milestone. So we we really feel the burden to make a big dent in the community for affordable housing because we know we have a a shortage. And so we're working harder than ever to make big strides.
1: Let's circle back and talk a little bit more about money. Um, How is Habitat actually funded? Is it through private donors?
0: Thanks, Louise. We are funded through private donors, yes, which is Darian's department. Darian works with our, our private donors, and she runs a capital campaign that we're in the throes of, and she'll talk about that in a second. Um, we also have funding from the city of Bend, the city of Redmond, from the state of Oregon, and countless foundations and banks. So when we say it takes a village, it really does. We We can't do what we do without support from many, many different areas and many different organizations.
1: Habitat recently received a sizable matching gift from a local couple, $150,000. Tell us about the Tall Tree Trust and how these funds will be used to get families into homes.
0: Yeah, I'm going to let Darian talk about that.
1: Awesome. Definitely.
2: Definitely. Um, so Tim and Andrea as a couple are just um absolutely wonderful. Uh he was a librarian and she was a nurse, um, and they had some money, wanted to spend it philanthropically. Um they were able to come to one of our home dedications, um, which was really touching for them, I believe. So they got to see us hand keys to one of our families. Um, and that family, um, he was a single dad with two kids. And he spoke a bit about just sort of the moment when he got to look at his address for the first time and he knew that everything was going to be real. Um, And uh, I think that that touched them quite a bit. They've been in central Oregon for a very long time. Uh, They're just absolutely wonderful. And they decided to give us $50,000 a year for the next three years to use as a matching campaign. Um, Because they wanted their they wanted their gift to be doubled. They wanted to have an even greater impact than just donating one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So this year, we have been we are at just about our one month mark into our match campaign, and we have raised forty thousand dollars of the fifty thousand dollars already. So we just have about ten thousand dollars more to go. Um, and we'll, we will be doing that throughout the end of the year, Though I expect we'll
1: hit our mark sooner. That is awesome.
2: Can you, um, explain some of the different avenues that Habitat for Humanity, um, participates in? Cause I saw you do like the restore store, disaster relief, and even elevating black ownership,
0: home ownership, which was awesome. So I'd love to hear more. Oh, JC, how, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> We Habitat is a really diverse organization. So you are right, we we not only build homes for low to moderate income families, we also do homeowner homeowner education and mortgage readiness. The community may not know that that is not only limited to our program families. We also work with community members that are not going to buy a habitat house that want to work on improving their credit or um, learning how learning basic budgeting skills. We work with anybody. You don't have to buy a habitat home to benefit from our education. The restore is a really great model for us because the restore, if you haven't been there, it's a, a, a store where the community donates household goods, so not clothing, it's construction supplies, home improvement items, and we sell them back to the community at a fraction of the cost. So it's a win-win, keeps things out of the landfill, and it helps families affordably remodel their homes. The cool thing about it is that the revenue that Restore generates helps to cover our overhead cost as an organization. So that means more of our donor dollars go directly to building homes and hardly any of it goes to cover our overhead. So we're really proud of that. And yes, we do nationally, we do international builds and we have a huge initiative right now called Advancing Black Homeownership, but we're working with um, the Black and Latino community in Central Oregon to really make strides in impacting homeownership
1: rates. That's amazing. Habitat also recently received a sizable matching uh, I should say a chair from the Murdoch Charitable Trust gave a sizable gift to, to Habitat, $380,000. Tell us how that's going to be used. Yes, we
0: are so grateful to the Murdoch Trust. So they provide uh, what we call top-off grants. Those are capital campaign grants. And they have provided the last amount that is needed to build a restore in Redmond. They're excellent.
1: Melissa, a moment ago, you mentioned that Habitat does credit counseling, even for people who are not buying Habitat homes. Talk to us a little bit about that.
0: Yes. So we have a process on our website where you can submit an intake. And that just means that you maybe are just interested in what we have to offer. And our homeownership department will work with you, whether you buy a Habitat house or not, to provide... A framework so you can work on your credit, you can gain basic financial knowledge and learn budgeting. So you can set goals for your end goal to be improved credit score, lower debt, maybe buying a home through Habitat. It doesn't have to be, it could be any kind of goal that you have for improving your life in a financial way. We know, Louise, that most of us didn't learn about credit and debt from our education in school. And a lot of us didn't learn it from our families either. So if we're not... No, we
1: learned it the hard way.
0: Yeah, we learned through experience. And some of that's the the hard road. So we, we have these resources and tools available for folks that are interested.
1: Interesting. So when is the open application period during 2023?
0: We anticipate it to be open in early... 2023, at this point, we're not exactly sure. So, watch in the media. We'll do a press release. Louise will let you know. You'll get the information um, first. And we'll let the community know through press release. And you can check our website too uh, bendredmanhabitat.org.
1: It's a fabulous website. I loved it. Um, you also fund home repairs through Habitat, correct? Correct. What kind of repairs?
0: Yes. So, currently, our main focus is building new homes and construction of new homes. We do receive calls from the community wanting support with um, small repairs, and sometimes we can assist with that, and sometimes we will refer folks to other agencies in the community. So, things that we've repaired in the past have been um, a roof or putting on a ramp or a different door. So certainly if the community has a need, they are welcome to reach out and either we can assist or we'll direct to another agency that can.
1: What is your goal of a number of homes to be built in 2023 and where? We
0: are building homes in Bend and Redmond and our goal It's hard to say because our construction schedules are, I call it a fast-moving train. It's just really hard to get going and really hard to stop. Um, So we'll probably build uh, between 10 and 15 homes next year, depending on um, our construction schedules. And you
1: mentioned mentioned income requirements uh, or income guidelines. What are those income guidelines?
0: Yes, we use um, the HUD income guidelines and our families need to earn between 40 and 80% of the area median income. If you want to know what that is, go to our website. We have a program brochure that has those listed by family size. Could you share with us a
2: success story or something to get listeners' attention to encourage them to donate maybe
0: or just to touch their hearts? Oh, absolutely. Darian, will you share a little bit more about David
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, so David was one of our most recent, um, he was our 200th family. Um, and just an incredible guy. He's a single father raising uh, two kids on his own. I got to meet both of his kids and they're absolutely lovely. little. Um, one's a little girl, she's eight. And his little boy is four. Um, he had gone through... A bit of a rough divorce. And then um, mom wasn't really around. Um, and he was trying to save money to buy something of his own or even to rent something of his own. Um, but he ended up having to move back in with his parents. And then um, he and his kiddos were sharing a room. Um, so he signed up with us. He applied to uh, be a part of our program, not really knowing if he was going to um, be accepted. And he worked really, really hard, um, our education process. I think, um, most of our families will tell you it is definitely for those who, who want to know what they're doing, um, and to really want to have a lot of information. And that's sometimes a lot for our families to juggle, um, between work and being a single parent and, um. And then their volunteer hours. So it is really commendable that they do that. Um, he, was, he moved into his house last July. Um, one of the things that he was most excited about was to have a Christmas tree of their own for the first time. Um, he said to me that one of the things that he was really grateful about, he was grateful for many things, but part of the process of going through our education program, it takes most of our families right around a year. Um, he got to know everybody that was moving into the community around him. Uh, and he was going to be neighbors with somebody, um, whose kids got along very well with his own. Um, he just, he was incredibly excited. So, um, He's um, still doing really well. He sends me pictures every once in a while. Um, His kiddos are shooting up, you know, they're growing up so fast. We're really, really happy for him.
0: And if I can add to that, just just real quick, um, two things our families do when they have the stability of homeownership and a really affordable mortgage, they either buy a dog Or they put their kids in extracurricular activities. So it's life-changing in big ways and small ways.
1: Wow. Again, let's get your your, uh, website address so people can get more information.
0: Yes. Visit benredmanhabitat.org. And uh, there's a button there if you'd like to donate. There's options to learn more about becoming a homeowner, becoming a volunteer. Check out our Restore page. Come on in and visit us and say hi awesome. You've been listening to a KPOV Critical Conversation. To hear more engaging interviews on important topics, please visit kpov.org slash
2: critical conversations.